This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. Drive to deep center field. Going back, Hernandez at the track, right to the wall. and 29 other MLB clubs. High drive, deep left field. Left the Guerrero lifts one to left field and gone. Oh, Tani, that was a moonshot out there in the right center. Alonzo defends his title, the 2021 Derby champion. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe from OPS Plus to juiced balls to game-changing moments. We have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to A's Cast Live from the field, Ricky Henderson Field. The Oakland Coliseum as the Athletics will be doing battle against the Texas Rangers today. It is hard to believe that it is April 22nd and the A's are just going to be playing in division for the very first time. As the A's, it seems like we've been an American League East team to start the year where you've seen the Blue Jays, you've seen the Rays, you've seen the Orioles. You're finally going to see somebody in division And we have a fantastic show for you. Some things have not changed. Very odd, but still the norm. I'm watching right now Ken Korak do the manager show with Mark Kotze. They both have a mask on. Still where we are in 2022. Nick Allen just in the cage smoking it. Going to be in the lineup today. And we have some great guests for you. Steven Nelson Uh, obviously from MLB Network, is going to be doing the play-by-play today for Apple TV. So we have learned that Apple TV, you're going to see the game on Apple TV, but the production is going to be done by everybody at MLB Network. So Steven is one of the hosts at MLB Network. He is going to join us. He's doing the play-by-play with Hunter Pence. Heidi Heidi Watney is going to be on the field. Who else is with them? Uh, Katie Nolan is the third member of the broadcast crew in the booth. So Pence, Nolan, and Steven Nelson. So Steven Nelson will join us here coming up here at about 4.15. The legend, another Ford C. Frick Award winner, a Hall of Famer, Eric Nadell, the play-by-play voice of the Texas Rangers, will be here at 4.30. And then I what we're going to do at 5 o'clock is going to be interesting. Do you want to let people know – how five, how 5 o'clock may work? Yeah, so I was given a heads up that uh, we may or may not have uh, Marcus Simeon on from the Texas Rangers at 5 or 5.15, so we'll see how that goes. We might have to interrupt the Mark Kotze interview. Yes. How dare you interrupt the skipper of the second-place Oakland Athletics? Spoiler, we taped it earlier this morning. So it's, What? Uh, yeah. When was that? Yeah. Was I a part of it? So what we'll do is uh, – brought, brought to you by? 
Nest Betting. Go to nestbetting.com. Yes, I'm the sp spokesman for that on uh, A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. But you, we can stop the interview and, and everyone can go and check it out at uh, athletics.com slash A's Cast when I post it later tonight if we have to cut off the skipper of the second place Oakland A's in the AL West, Mark Kotze, for Marcus Simeon, former Oakland A, former Toronto Blue Jay. I don't think Mark Kotze will have a problem with it, as Mark Kotze has said, as he has just done his hit with Ken Korak. He has told the media that Marcus Simeon was his son's, or is his son's favorite player. So the fact that if we have to interrupt Mark Kotze for Marcus Simeon, I will not be shocked. Well, the invitation was thrown out there. For Ken Korak, any time that Ken wanted to stop by and just talk, talk about whatever. It, it wasn't an invitation. It was an imploring on your part. It, it's basically it, like, get over there. Hey, when, when you're ready to talk, we're here. We're your BP. How are I'm you? I'm here. I'm good. Thank you. Why it's not us? It's been a great day today why, so far. Why not us? Yeah. I mean, they're off to a great start. So uh, I think they've got a great, you know, the attitude. And I just asked uh, Mark Kotze about this for the, uh, the pregame show, 35 different players that played 16 rookies. And on the surface, you would look at that and say, well, that's really difficult. That's a challenge. But I think one of the reasons they've been successful, at least so far, Chris, is that they've embraced it. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they all understood down in Arizona that this was how it's going to be. Right. And really the number one strength so far for Mark Kotze has been as a communicator and a rallier. Everybody knew, as we talked to Nick Allen the other day, two days ago here, Nick Allen told us right here on the A's Cast Live set, he said, Mark told him when he was leaving, I want you to still think about yourself down at AAA that you're part of this mm -hmm. club. So he told a guy, you're leaving here, but I still want you to think that you're a part of this. So all 35 of the guys, let alone the 16 rookies, have all felt that they're a major part of this. Wouldn't you say that's been his biggest strength so far? I agree. And the other thing is on the mental side of things too, Chris, because with these young players, Nick Allen has the talent to be really successful up here and play for the next eight or ten years. But sometimes you doubt yourself a little when you get called up for the first time. But I think Nick has a lot of confidence. And, and the fact that Mark Kotze is getting these guys, like Mickey McDonald's going to play tonight and play right field. Another and Bay you, Area kid. Sarah High kid. Yeah. Who went to the University of Illinois, Chicago, by the way. Powerhouse. Yeah, UIC, right in downtown Chicago. And uh, so you don't want a guy to linger on the bench forever, right? If you call a guy up, you want to get him out there. And I think a lot of the old school managers believed in that. And I think that's really important, too. Get him out there and, and don't let him, you know, sit for four or five days wondering if you're going to get a shot. And then when you play him and he goes 0 for 4 or 3 Ks, you wonder why. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? That's right. That's right. Give him his taste. I mean, he's showing up eager. He's ready to rock. And uh, Bo Mel was always very good at that, too. So I uh, like to see that. This is such an interesting time, right? The team was a band of, you know, Caprellian said this is spring training in front of me, so I use it. You know, misfit toys. It's a, the land of misfit toys. Well, that's right? like from Moneyball too, right? That's well, it's a great Moneyball. It's a right? great Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> went Rudolph right. the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right. But when you think about it, they go on the road, they bond. Now they have this opportunity to truly get settled. Right? You mm -hmm. get through this, you're going to have a day off. 
You got two games against the Giants here in the Bay Area. So you're learning your, you're learning your routes, you're learning your apartment, you're learning all the new stuff. Or if you're staying in a hotel, where whatever it is. And, you know, we talked about a lot of young kids and babies on this team. So mm-hmm. they've got a lot going on away from the field. Day off again on Thursday. And then you're home against Cleveland and Tampa Bay. So this long homestand, kind of important to make 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 a little run here. It's really important, and like you said, having those days off because 17 straights a long grind, and especially because this whole thing started in Arizona, because the club went straight from uh, Mesa to Philly to open the season. So have a couple of days, you know, to kind of get away from the game and get settled and kind of get take care of your life, right? Your life yeah. outside because. You know, there is a real-life aspect that these guys have to have to live through as well, Chris. Yeah, that's what I was mentioning. After the game, you know, I get to see what people don't because I'm up here doing the post game for a while, and you see the families come out and the little kids running around, and I notice that this team, there's a lot of youngins. So there they, are a lot of young players in this club. And they, so they got a lot going on away from the field. You know, uh, hopefully Adam Aller gets it back on track tonight, his third start for the Athletics. But so far, last nine games, starters have a 2.47 ERA. And they're getting, I guess you could say, some distance from their starters. It's kind of the most in baseball right now. It's kind of scary, but still, starters have been good. At least it's it's starting the game off right, getting you, get, propelling you into the rest of the game to get a win. I'd like to see more than five innings eventually. Yeah. We understand why now because of the shortened spring. Well, right now, Chris, in terms of the number of games the A's have played, about at the equivalent of starting the season. So the other thing that's happened, if you look at, at the ERAs, especially around the American League, Chris, the pitchers have really been ahead of the hitters. The ERAs are so much lower now than they were, let's say, at the end of the season last year with teams in the twos and you know, the A's were like, I think, sixth or something like that last year in the American League. Their ERA was just over four. Now they're like, what, 330? So I think there's going to be a time when the hitters are going to catch up a little bit, and it'll be maybe a little more challenging for the pitchers at that point. You know, we haven't talked to Eno Saris in a while, but the last time he was out here, he did this long article on really what is humidity. And really what is when you start looking at the atmosphere and the moisture in the atmosphere and humidors being used all over baseball, he was saying, man, we could be having balls flying out of the ballpark and the scoreboards could be crazy. We haven't heard much about all because each park now has a humidor. Every baseball that you're going to see every single night, no matter which ballpark, it will have been in a humidor. You know, in some places it's adding moisture. In some places it's taking moisture out. That's but, way too advanced for me. But the ball's not flying out of the ballpark like was predicted. Well, in the the Baltimore series, in the first three games, there were no home runs. Literally, both ways, no homers. Yeah. Now, the A's had a couple yesterday, which was a really positive development. But, uh, you know, I don't know what to make of the humidor thing. I know they're trying to make the, the even the playing field and have things the same, I guess, in, in every ballpark in terms of the – the baseballs and, the, you know, hopefully the way the ball carries. But there still is a, a variance depending on where you are. I mean, the atmosphere, that's kind of part of the game, too, I think. Uh, different weather, atmospheric conditions, different parts of the country, different dimensions in the ballpark. So I have no idea how this is going to play out with the humidors. And basically, bottom line, if you're not playing in a dome, you've been playing in cold. And we were in a dome for seven straight days. So coming out here to play on Monday was a delight. 
Fresh air, man. <laughs> Could drive you nuts being indoors for seven straight days. Uh, Texas Rangers have spent a lot of money and have not gotten off to a very good start. What do you make of Texas coming in here? They got the win last night, came back in Seattle, but they have not been playing well at all. Half a billion dollars at second base and shortstop. Isn't that right? With and the, those numbers. Seager and, and Marcus. And both those numbers aren't very good, especially Marcus, unfortunately. And they just, you've got a pitch. I don't care how much money you're spending on your infield. These are two great players, right? But they have to, you have to pitch, and they haven't pitched at all. Their ERA is over six. John Gray is hurt again. I don't know where they're going to go for starting pitching to be successful this year. Uh, they had a couple of guys that, uh, you know, they traded Kyle Gibson last year. Uh, Jordan Lyles left in, in free agency. So they don't have the, the anchors or the, the innings. They brought, they brought back Martin Perez, but he's just a, you know, kind of a so-so guy honestly yeah lefty's okay but unless they can pitch it doesn't matter how much money they're spending on their their offense they revamped their coaching staff too chris woodward is back but um to donnie ecker was the hitting coach with the giants uh and was instrumental over across the bay in the success that they had offensively especially last year so he's now their bench coach and he's their uh, offensive coordinator so he's trying to instill the, his philosophy throughout their entire organization, not just in the big leagues, but the hitting philosophy in the minor leagues as well. Are we running spread? Is, <laughs> yeah, our, is, our, is our quarterback we're gonna a shotgun? We're going to go with the, the veer. Oh, we're going veer? Yeah, triple option. We're going to get a seam here so, and a seam here. We're going to run it up the seam. The game has changed, <laughs> right? <laughs> a little Vince Lombardi reference for everybody yeah, out there. For, right. for the people who have been watching football for a long time, uh, on your way out, why not us starting pitching? We're having fun with it. Second place, but I don't know where the offense is going to come day to day. But we do know this: the pitching has been good, and you know what? I'm not. I'm not shocked. They're going to get Caprillion back, I would think, fairly soon, yep. wouldn't you? He threw a bullpen today. They haven't decided what the next, where the next start will be, whether it'll be for the Athletics or back in AAA. So. I mean, he's he, he's really close to coming back here and starting. And so that would be it would really be a help. I hate to say this, but let's but I me mean, if you can hold on to Frankie until the deadline, that's a lot more starts out of Frankie Montas. Plus, if you get Laurie, you're going to get Laureano back fairly soon, right? And, you, and you're putting him where? Well, you're going to. I think they're going to have to put him in right field. I agree. Wouldn't you? I agree. I and think it's going to be Pender, Pache. And what and about Steven? How about Piscotti? Too. I mean, you've got a DH option too, so. I think, and Lowry's going to be back. So I, I think there's a chance this offense is really going to, has a chance to pick up, don't you think? And, uh, and I think in terms of coming to the ballpark and, and enjoying great outfield play, to have Pache and Laureano side by side, be a lot of fun to watch, Chris. And everything that you just mentioned right there are good problems to have. Right. Right? If you're trying to figure out good players, not enough spots in the lineup, well, that's good. That's a good issue. For Mark Kotze. Get hot, you're going to be in there. It's like Noisy. I don't think Noisy didn't have a regular job when the season started, but now he's red hot. He had eight hits in the Baltimore series, so he's going to be out there every day. You're not taking him out of the lineup. So, as Ken Maka once said famously, the players make out the lineup. And he also said something about being in a pickup and you <laughs> and you being in a country club. <laughs> There were a lot of things that he said, <laughs> a lot of sayings. Is that for another day? Yes. <laughs> the great Ken Korak, everybody, right here, the voice of your Oakland Athletics, the voice of summer. You have a great call, my friend. You too, buddy. That is Ken Korak getting you ready for a little A's baseball. And, yes, 
you start talking about all these names, they're very interesting. You know, you start thinking about Ramon Laureano. He was talked about today. Jessica Kleinschmidt, I know she'll bring it up with me later in A's Total Access as Jessica was a part of the scrum. We forget about Ramon. I don't because I got a chance to talk to him in spring training. It was really cool. Cody, were you there with me for that uh, when you, I interviewed Ramon? Uh, no, I was outside. So I remember I I went up and said, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. you know, that whole thing. And he was going to a workout. And I said, well, we got to do something before I leave. And I remember I was standing by kind of where the lunchroom is at, at Ho-Ho Camp Stadium. All of a sudden I get this hand on my shoulder and it was Ramon Laureano going, hey, we haven't done the interview yet. Before you leaving, I went, oh, hey, let's do it. So it's like, you know, he's he's always thinking. He's always thinking. He's not – I mean, it's that's he's a heady ball player. He's a heady guy. He's a great kid. And I, you know, made a mistake paying for it, paying his dues. But he's going to be back. And I keep thinking about, all right, when he comes back, because right now setting the tone – my God, let's just go over setting the tone of this lineup. Hitting first, Tony Kemp, five-game on base streak where he's hitting 400, his slash line, 550 on base percentage, 467 slug, so his OPS is fantastic. Sheldon Noisy, who's out of his mind. What is his batting average right now, 366 or something? 368, I believe. Well, last five games, excuse me, last four games, it's 533. With? 10 opposite field hits he has. Sheldon Noisy is on fire. And then Big Murph last nine games is hitting 364, eight extra base hits, and 10 RBIs. That's your one, two, three hitters. And now you start talking about Ramon Laureano. What are we going to do with Ramon Laureano? Well, if you're going to ask me, Mark Kotze calls me up and says, hey, what are we going to do? It's pretty simple for me. I'm putting Chad Pender in left field. I'm putting Pache in center. Not saying that Pache's better in center, but Ramon Laureano, I'm going to put in right field. He has the arm for right field. He's played right field. He's played right field here. Uh, if you know anything about this field, it completely changes throughout the day, daytime, nighttime, wind. Wind really at night swirls, and it's just a reality that best is Pache center and Ramon and right. Because, well, we're in a situation where you want to have a guy out there in right field who understands it. Uh, Steven Nelson is going to join us coming up here. He's doing play-by-play for Apple TV. He's a host of Intentional Talk. And we found out that Apple TV is basically uh, farming out everything to MLB (laughs) Network. So Apple TV is fitting the bill. Apple, you're going to watch the game on Apple TV. I'm trying to tell you, baseball's value now, and I guess this gets a little too inside-inside. If you think listening to Weighted weighted Runs Created Plus. Whoa. That's a big measuring stick. Eno once told me, Eno Sayers once told me that's how, that's one of those valuable offensive stats to measure. And by the way, I have a great video I want to save, but uh, Big Rob up in the press box sent it to me. Do you know one of the greatest – Weighted runs created plus teams of all time is? 
Well, there's a lot of teams that they could be. but Well, uh, we're talking the Murderers Row. The Yankees have a couple on there. There's a couple Astros teams. I mean, some the of the greatest 1988 Oakland A's? One of the greatest weighted runs created plus teams ever. Ever. The 2020 New York Mets. <laughs> Wear that one. Did make the playoffs. They stunk. And they're one of the greatest, and it was only 60 games, but it doesn't matter. Your weighted runs created plus is what it is. So I think the 76 Reds are on there. No, they won the, a World Series. The 29 Yankees. Like, everybody who's on there is a who's who of teams, except the, the 2020 Mets. Because their sequencing never got right. And this guy does this video. It's like 20 minutes. I actually watched it in my car on the way home yesterday, and it was hilarious. And it just goes to show, like, you can have an inning where there's a couple walks, double, home run, and, and the OPS for the inning's unreal, but yet there was only one, one run scored in the inning. Sometimes statistics lie, and liars use statistics. I so I'm so blown away. The 2020 Mets. That's the 20, I'm gonna send that's you Lindor's this. first. No, is that his first? Last year was his first year with the Mets, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't there yet. But it's the 2020. Your your boy Robbie Cano, and uh, yeah, it, it it is a it 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 is a hilarious video that we may play some uh, we may play some some audio from it where the guy really jokes around talking about how, yes, they are one of the greatest offense of all time and to have never have ever made the playoffs. Hey, it is Chris Townsend. Steven, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, You've Chris. been on the program before. Yes, it's been, I mean, it's like in person now. You have to reintroduce yourself. We're not 2D boxes anymore, right? What do you think about the set here of Ace Cast Live? I, the fact that it's down on the field. I haven't been in the Coliseum in – Gosh, maybe 12 years I came as a fan. I sat sat up there. It was open up. Mount Davis? Mount Davis. I <laughs> sat up there, and it was awesome. So it was it was cool being back. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is – I mean, you're in it. Yeah. You're in it. And, the, yeah. and you're bringing the fans in with you. Yeah, so no matter what, you know, what we do with streaming and radio and everything and now with video, it's uh, it, it, it's been a great project that we have going here. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about – you know, when we hear Apple TV, I know a yeah. lot of people you – know, in our neck of the woods, I live like five minutes from the Apple complex, so it's not scary for us, uh, Silicon Valley. But for a lot of people, it's like it makes you feel a little better when you know they farmed it out to MLB Network. Mm. Yeah, no, look, I, I think um, it's been it's a process, one, two, but there are a lot of folks, like hundreds upon hundreds of people working between Apple here in NorCal and then New Jersey where MLB Network is based. And I think Apple – kind of said hey this is what you do yeah. you live and breathe baseball you are the experts and we're going to ride with you we want to put our our fresh spin on things definitely we want to zig a little bit when this is a sport that as we both know it uh, prefers the zag and uh, but um i like that i'm a big proponent of just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks all right so he's being nice about it i'll tell you the real yeah hit they, me. they're fitting the bill they don't know how to do it, so they're going to pay. And they've got all the money in the world, so they're no. going to pay MLB Network to do it. But in the end, they need content on Apple Plus because a lot of us are paying monthly. Sure. So we're a content I, provider for Apple. 
And I, I do love that for the first half, I believe, of the season, it is going to be free. And so yeah. this is for not just the traditional diehard fan who is in the weeds and you know knows everything that there is to know about their favorite teams. It's about the casual fan who maybe just finished binging Ted Lasso or finishing <laughs> watching Coda and says, hey, oh, there's a baseball game on. Yeah. I like baseball. I don't know a ton about it, but like, let's, yeah. let's tune in and see what it's about. So I think that's kind of another objective here as, uh, as we start out in this new project. So it wasn't the last time you were on. It was the time before you were taking over Intentional Talk. Oh, boy, and yeah. When you think about, you know, we, a lot of us, we, we love MLB Now. We love High Heat. We, you know, us baseball dorks who like the baseball shows. But if there was ever a show that would say, like, crossover that you could put on ESPN2 or mm. that just not baseball fans would like. Yeah. It's intentional talk, and I think about Millar. You just Rosie, talk about yeah. the experience, what 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 it's been like, because it is the most popular show of all the baseball shows. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I'll have to get your Venmo in a second, and I can send you the bill, or you can send me the bill for how much I owe you for for the compliment. We but, promote you all the time, and, and I, 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 I can't say thank <laughs> you enough. Look, all all credit seriously goes to One Five and Rosie, Kevin Millar and Chris Rose. They had a brotherhood for more than a decade that predated the show, going back to when Rose was doing Best Damn Sports Show on Fox Sports. And they brought that friendship to television, and then they forged a bond with baseball fans. And so for me, I my only job is to kind of double-dutch this thing, continue to have fun, and kind of carry on the legacy that they built together. I, I, I cannot ever replace Rosie, I mean, that that is always going to be his chair in my estimation. Um, so I just have to try and be me and continue to have fun. And you're right, we aren't getting in the weeds like BK on MLB Now, which has an has a special place in the game. To be sure, I'm not throwing any shade at analytics or the you know the rise of information that we live in. We just had BK on, and I tell him every time I steal from you a lot. He he makes fans <laughs> smarter. There's no question. I would never tell him that to his face because I don't I don't need him walking around like no. But I I think for for us it, it's it's just about the human side of the game. I yeah. mean as you as y'all are down here, you get to see them up close. You get to meet them. You get to learn about their journeys, their past to the big leagues. What makes them tick their interest just as dudes and I think that's certainly something that I've always gravitated towards that 1-5 does and that IT fans do as well so it's a lot of fun. You are very humble and I appreciate that but you're also very good at what you do and as you mentioned have I've known Rose for years because I also worked in the NFL for years with yeah. the Raiders and he you know first you know as you mentioned best damn sports show on fox sports for all those years yeah. but the fact that you were able to step in the way you did and the show rolls on and been watching you at mlb network for for a while you've done a great job uh, Tony, thank you so much uh, you you that means you have not been looking at my mentions on the old bird app every day uh, because it, it's it's gotten ugly over the past year and a half so no in seriousness it means a lot and uh, again it's just a uh, it's a show about baseball. It's supposed to be fun, and I'm certainly having fun with Kevin. It, it hardly feels like work. I mean, you know oh, Millar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. You're just holding on for dear life with that one, and it's, uh, it's, it's great. I think about Hunter Pence. You know, Hunter Pence, when he was leaving the Giants, I actually yeah. did. There's two competing stations. I used to work for one of them. I did his last interview on the way out of here in San Francisco. It's been a while since I talked to him. But I, it, what, what's great about the broadcast tonight from his standpoint is – 
obviously just played with the Rangers. Mm -hmm. And then I think about, like, he knows Elvis, played with Elvis. So he's a guy who just played who I think can give us a lot of insight on all these players. He knows so many of these guys. Uh, For sure. And I I think, honestly, that's been a huge mission for our family and when we network is, hey, we need some younger energy. You know, guys who were just in the game who can they still have relationships they still know what it's like to play in this new era of baseball and hp i mean he is i think he's maybe done a handful of games total in the booth you would not know listening to hunter and i mean you've you've talked to him over the years he's he's incredibly energetic and bright and fun to be around but he's also a guy like he's not just the quirky dude he ran hitters meetings he knows this game and so it's been awesome getting to know him over the last few weeks and I think these next couple weeks for him are, are special for sure. Just being back in the Bay, we'll be in San Francisco next week for the game against the Nationals on Friday. And so him just walking through the clubhouses or through the ballparks, everybody knows him and remembers him because he kind of leaves that mark on everybody. So I, I just try and ride his coattails a little bit. Yeah. Cause if I stand next to Hunter, then maybe folks will be like, oh, you're okay. <laughs> the, the, the Hunter Pence effect, as yeah, they like totally, to say around here. Totally. He was, just my a, pants. he was just an all-star with the Rangers when you think about I, I it. Know. And, and I know. And we'll get into that as this game goes on too because, you know, he's – Born and raised North Texas. You yeah. Know, he, he, Arlington's his spot. Yeah, yeah, it's his spot. Now, that being said, he he is, like, fully adopted West Coast living here. So, Oh, the scooter thing in San I Francisco. Mean, Trust us Ace fans, we've had, <laughs> we've had to hear all about it. <laughs> oh, is, has he scooter, come on today? His scooter, Where is he? Do you remember is his scooter stolen was stolen? Yes. Are you guys going to get it? We had to hear all about that. Yeah. Um, Police so, are looking for the scooter. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I was just the, my, honestly like I I cared less about the, the starting pitching matchup is special by the way. Two high school teammates, yeah, towing up against each other in the show like the, how rare that would be. But I I was like Woody, you just got to give me Hunter Penn stories. That's really all. <laughs> yeah. That's really all I want today. Like tell me how weird this guy is. Uh, how about the green and gold? We we left spring training going. Uh oh, we yeah. didn't know right. Mm-hmm. It was. You know, I, I was there the day Manaya got traded. Not only, I mean, you can't make this up. Manaya gets traded to the Padres <laughs> and then pitches against <laughs> us in spring training. Like, come on, man. I mean, it's such an A's thing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But, but here we are. We'll, we'll scoreboard watch. Uh, just a half game out in second place. I got a thing going with the fan base saying, hey, you know what? Why not us? Let's have some fun with this. And right now, you look, the A's, you may not love the names on the back of the jersey, but I'm telling you right now, this is not an easy team to beat. No, it's it's a ton of fight, ton of grit. I mean, that's something Cots preaches, right? He just wants you to grit, grind, fight, and compete, and that's what they do. But what I always say, I grew up a White Sox fan, but I, I have really come to adore Oakland A's baseball. And I would talk about this with Mark Cannon on MLB Network quite a bit, just the misfit magic of the Oakland A's. Just when you think that they're going to be a doormat, they're gonna they're gonna ruin your day, and that's something James Caprillion told me at the end of spring training. We had him on MLB tonight, and I was like, "Hey, with everybody gone, the conversation's starting again. You are supposed to suck. You're not gonna win any games." So, is that chatter sparked any conversations in the clubhouse? And he goes, oh, "We know what people are saying. We know what people are saying. We just have to focus on our brand of baseball, and we are gonna ruin folks' days because if they want to come here and take us lightly, that's on them. And I do feel like that's going to be a thing here, especially in the first half, as fans outside." of A's country here, they will turn on and watch their team play Oakland and they're not going to know anybody. They're going to learn quick. They're going to learn They're going to learn Christian real quick. So uh, I'm, I'm with you on that, um, and I think that's what's just what makes this team constantly special no matter who is in the clubhouse. 
Thanks for stopping by. Johnny, great, uh, great to do work. this in person, man. Yeah, you it's too. great to have you on the set. So now you know. When you come on A's Cast, I, now you know. We're going to be back here again, so I, I would like to make this a, a usual thing. No, trust me. Anytime you're in town, yeah. whatever you need. Okay, and, and I say Venmo because you, you said some nice things, <laughs> and I that, that, that have to cost me. Hey, forget about me. The ratings say everything you need to know. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Fellas, great to talk with Take you. Take care. Right, thanks, have a great Sam. broadcast. Well, from one great broadcaster to another, we absolutely love the Hall of Famer, Eric Nadell from the Texas Rangers. It was like one of the things that was 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 terrible when, you know, COVID was going on. We didn't get to see the best of the best that would come in. And now he came back because Texas was one of the first teams to be back in business on the road. And it's great to have him on once again. How are you? It's been a while. Chris, we're doing great. It's nice to be back. Nice traveling, some normalcy back in. You love you love coming to the Bay Area. Absolutely. Last night was a little bit rough. You know, we played almost a four-hour game in Seattle, and it was a night game. So, got to the hotel at three ten this morning. So that sort of thing used to happen a lot, but it rarely happens now. You almost always get a day game on Getaway Day. I guess Seattle is limited in the number of day games they're able to play, and since they weren't leaving town. They decided to play the game at night, so uh, our boys might be a little punchy today. Uh, they weren't too worried about your travel schedule, huh? <laughs> uh, not very much. No. Now, for all of our fans, they were watching the Warriors last night, beating the Nuggets in Game 3. I was paying attention to your guys' game as really a game you guys needed. You were down 5 nothing, came back and won the game. It's not the start you guys were looking for. What's the state of the Texas Rangers heading into this series? Well, they're scoring runs. You know, they're up among the league leaders in run scored, averaging, you know, over five a game. I think the league average now is right about four runs a game per team. Rangers are scoring over five. That's the good news. The bad news is they're allowing over six runs a game. And that's the story right now. The pitching has just been awful. Um, The starting rotation obviously doesn't have a lot of experience in it. And we figured that might be uh, iffy. We thought the bullpen would be solid. And basically, both have been pretty awful to this point in the season. Yeah, starters ERA. I had the starters ERA. I don't even know if you want me to bring it up. But Texas starters, what, 6.09. No one's going deep in games, but it's just a rough start. They haven't had a starter go beyond five innings. And only twice has the starter gone five in 12 games. I think they're averaging right about four innings per start. So obviously that puts a lot of stress on the bullpen, even with a couple of extra guys in it. And uh, it's it's been pretty ugly to begin the year. I'm trying to figure out, and I've been saying it, and you know how everybody around here is into analytics and everybody's going to tell you everything about how the data tells you everything to know. But I, to me, and you've been in this game a long time, you're one of the great voices. I just think this is the year where the rubber hits the road, where they'll make the excuse about a short and spring training. But for you know, for a while now, they don't want starters to go deep. They don't want starters going through the lineup the third time. And I just don't think there's enough bullpen arms. And at some point, you're going to have go from 28 to 26. You can't be shuttling back to AAA as much as you used to. At some point, I think there's going to be certain teams going to implode. They're just not going to have enough arms. How do you th- what do you think about that? I agree. I think it'll probably happen. Um, it's probably a good thing that the expanded staffs in April are allowing teams to see some of these guys at the big league level who they otherwise wouldn't have seen, um, who will be some of the guys who get opportunities later on in the year. But, uh, yeah, clearly there's, there's a big strain on them. You, you mentioned that third time through the order thing. 
Um, Rangers are hoping they can get their starting pitchers to the point where that's the reason they take them out because it's the third time through yeah. the order. That, that hasn't really been an issue that much for Chris Woodward. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, there, there's quite a few starters, and uh, the guy we got going tonight has had that problem also. Uh, you have one of our all-time favorites. You know, he is a Bay Area kid, grew up in San Francisco. He's a Cal Bear. He meant so much to this franchise when he came over in the trade from the White Sox. And I, I remember being down in San Diego at the winter meetings with him, and his wife was right there. And we were talking about him staying here long term. And she was like, yes, because she played volleyball at Cal. She's, she loves Northern California. But he's now signed long term with the Rangers. We're happy that he got that life-changing money. And uh, really, you know, Marcus is just a special person. So you've known him for a long time. What's it like now? Marcus Simeon, Texas Ranger. It's great. You know, he's taken the leadership role in the clubhouse. He spent some time in spring training with Adrian Beltre, talking specifically about being a leader on this team in the clubhouse. You know, unfortunately, he's gotten off to a slow start offensively. But, you know, it's two weeks. You know, any player will have a, a tough two-week streak during the course of a season. Unfortunately for him, it's been right at the beginning at a time when the pitching has been struggling and a couple of other guys haven't gotten off to great starts offensively. You know, Cole Calhoun is another guy they signed in the offseason, you know, to be a veteran leader, but also to drive in a whole lot of runs. And, you know, he didn't have an RBI until last night. And he had the game-winning hit in the ninth inning yesterday, and maybe that'll get Calhoun going. But the Rangers really need to get both of those guys going if the offense is going to click on all cylinders. And how about Corey Seager? He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's driving in runs. He's getting walked intentionally with the bases loaded. Wow. Um, it's exciting. Barry Bonds treatment. In, in the fourth inning. And we were just shocked when that happened. But it, it's so great to see Seeger and Simeon coming up every game back-to-back -back in the first inning. It's, you know, it really uh, puts a smile on your face uh, right at the beginning of the game. I mean, Joe Madden's got the cachet. He can get away with that. It was what Buck Walter did to Bonds way back in the day down there uh, in Arizona. But what did you say when that was going on? You're just like, because now you don't get the four wide ones. That's right. Like all of a sudden, were you just like, what is going on? Why is he running to first base? Yeah, we thought we'd missed something. Was, you know, <laughs> what, did we miss a catcher's interference or was there some kind of a balk where, no, no, the batter's going to first. It wasn't a balk. It was, so uh, we were just, we were really, really puzzled. I, when I saw the, you know, the highlight show, Quick Pitch on Emily Network, I'm just like, I just, I don't get it. I, some. And, you know, I talked to Joe about it extensively the next day. And, you know, he basically was trying to prevent the big inning, which he didn't. All three base runners scored. Uh, he said, but Seager didn't score. It's true. He, Seager didn't score. So, you know, if he had let Seager bat and he got an extra base hit or a home run, you know, then that run would have scored too. But That's Joe, a glass half full way to look at it. And here's the other <laughs> and the other thing is he also said, I was trying to fire up my team. I didn't like the way they were looking out there. And I thought maybe that would fire up the team. Well, I don't necessarily buy that. I think it confused his team more than anything else. But they came back and scored five runs in the next inning, and they won the game. So, uh, you know, tough to argue with Joe. And uh, in the end, they wound up winning the game. All right, tell me where you've heard this story. A's are good. A's got to pay guys or think they're going to have to pay guys. A's ship guys out. A's have new players. A lot of new players you haven't heard of. And all of a sudden, A's are respectable. Where have you seen this movie before? It's unbelievable. You know, I've always thought that that was the magic of Bob Melvin. That that was the reason that stuff kept happening over and over and over again. Well, here it's happening with Mark Kotze as the manager. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, maybe Mark learned enough from Bob Melvin about how to handle situations like this. But, you know, it's early in the season. The A's haven't played within the division yet. You know, there's a there's a long way to go. But, uh, you know, it's nice that, you know, the, the team hasn't cratered the way all of the analysts have predicted that it would right from the start. Yeah, when we were down at spring training and you're walking through the A's clubhouse, you're like, I don't know. I mean, it was it, – it, Manaya then got traded – and it was already tough with Bassett and Chapman and Olsen. But there is something to be said with Mark Kotze, who really is all of these guys. They've used 35 guys, 16 rookies. And you've, you've seen this in your time. There's something to be said when the leader can really galvanize everybody and make everybody believe, make everybody play for each other, everybody pull on the same rope, whatever cliche you want to use. When a group is together, they're tough to beat. They are. And, you know, the key is getting good starting pitching so that you're in every game. And then you try and find a way way to win late, which, you know, the A's have been playing some close games. But, uh, you know, that's the key. If the the starting pitching comes through, you've got a chance of not being a really bad team. What do you think of baseball so far this season? We're not shocked batting averages are down. We are shocked by home runs. I don't know if it's the humidors. I don't know if it's the weather. Don't know. What do you think about it? I don't know either, but clearly uh, offenses are, are struggling. You know, we don't know that much about it since the average Ranger game has been, you know, six and a half to five and a half and three and a half hours. You know, we have been kind of removed from that whole thing. But clearly the stats speak for themselves in that regard. Maybe it did have something to do with the shortened spring training. Uh, the fact that with the extra players on the pitching staff, you know, relievers are coming in, they're pitching more innings, they're obviously throwing harder. Maybe that's making it tougher on the hitters. Yeah, I just I, for for you guys and for your organization, I just hope sometime soon that the Rangers will be good and give the peak because the the ballpark's going to bring people in because it looks beautiful on television. And the last time I was in Texas, it was just being built. I was over at Texas Live having some barbecue, but I can't wait to see it. And I just hope that the fans finally, you know, that perfect ballpark for them. And you put the right team in the right ballpark boy magic hits yeah and you know they're they're going in the right direction you know signing Seager and Simeon Calhoun John Gray you know they've taken steps toward respectability they've got some really good young pitchers who probably will be here next year I would imagine Jack Leiter likely will a Cole Wynn is their number two pitching prospect both of those guys will probably be here next year which I think is one of the reasons the Rangers didn't go spend a whole lot of money on starting pitching this season I don't think they really thought that they would contend seriously this year but they want to play 500 or close to it and again if some young starting pitching comes through they've got a chance to do that but uh, waiting for the young guys to come up that's it's a hard thing to do it's tough on the fans and what makes the Rangers still scary, and we'll end on this, is they still have money to spend. As you said, they haven't spent it all yet, but they still have money to go. They have money to go, and, you know, last year we were the only team that was at full capacity right from the start of the season. So I think they were able to recover financially uh, better than a whole lot of other teams did. The Rangers led the major leagues in attendance last year, you know, largely because they were at full capacity from the time the season started. And they had a new stadium. They averaged about 28,000 per game, and I imagine you know, they'll be there this year or maybe even, maybe even higher as more and more people are willing to come out, you know, given the COVID situation. So uh, I think the team's on the right track. Most importantly, no matter what happens in this series, there's one thing that I know that will be 
big for you is getting your Chinese food in San Francisco. Henry Zunan, we've, we're slated for tomorrow night. We've got some new media people traveling with the team, and uh, we're going we're gonna to take them to Henry Zunan tomorrow on Church Street and uh, get them indoctrinated. A San Francisco classic. We always appreciate the time. You're one of the greatest in our business. Thank you so much. Have a great call the next three days and enjoy San Francisco and uh, having that one Saturday night in the city. It'll be great. We'll be back in a month, too. We'll see you in a few weeks. We got more coming up next right here on A's Cast Live. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Well, today's Earth Day, and uh, yeah, today is Earth Day. I did um, not know that today is Earth Oh, that's right, my wife. So, was it yesterday? When's the last time we had a day off? Uh, we haven't yet. So, I think it was yesterday. My wife was on her computer. She was in bed, and I come walking up, and I go, why are your hands blue? So my wife's hands are blue. And I'm like, and she goes, the holiday tomorrow. I went, what holiday? As my wife is a first grade teacher. She goes, it's Earth Day and with the projects we're doing and all the painting and everything, it turned my hands blue. So I found out because of my wife and the projects at her school that it's Earth Day and that Earth Day is a holiday. I didn't know that Earth Day is a holiday. Yeah, so uh, a few years ago, well, when I say a few, 12 years ago, I once attended a baseball game. I'll get to the read in a second. I saw a, base, a professional baseball team lose on Earth Day, coined the Earth Day Massacre, 20 to nothing. 20? How do you lose 20 to nothing in a baseball game? It wasn't very earthy. Uh, the Pirates were absolutely garbage then, and they lost to the Brewers 20 to nothing. I, I was actually cheering for Ryan Braun to score, and the Brewers to score more runs when I, before I left when I was like 18 to nothing. But in celebration of Earth Day, the A's in partnership with Goodwill Industries of the Greater East Bay will host an electronic waste collection drive at the Coliseum on Saturday, April 23rd. That's tomorrow, starting at 11.30 a.m. The A's will also host a green expo in Championship Plaza where fans can learn more about supporting sustainability efforts in the Bay Area by hearing from local nonprofit organizations. So tomorrow, 11.30 a.m., there will be an electronic waste collection drive at the Coliseum at 11.30 here and and the Wall Street Journal just put out Jared Diamond happy no this is oh, not the sports side of it oh <laughs> just put out happy Earth Day from the coworker who is quietly judging your coffee cup <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good I, I I have a Yeti is that is that earthy is that okay uh, is that okay probably I mean are I, we good I have this. Oaklandish one that By Dave the way, gave us. By the way, I have core, core hydration water, which, by the way, bottle made from 100% recycled plastic. My bottle says. I am all, I am all Earth Day. My, my bottle says BPA free. I'm assuming that means something earthy. Uh, I'm sorry my negligence on knowing what's going on with recycles and recyclables and all that, but I recycle at home. 
So uh, did I? Did I? We had back-to-back interviews, right? So I forgot what I was talking about before the interviews. Did I? Did I tell you what Jessica Kleinschmidt told me about Mark Kotze and, and Ramon Laureano? I can't remember. I remember you talking about Mark Kotze and Marcus Simeon and his son's favorite player. Okay, so Mark Kotze told the media as we were doing this show that Ramon Laureano, when he gets done, he will start. So he's got to miss 27 games. It's not 27 days. He's got to miss 27 games. And when he is done with that 27th game, whenever it's going to be next month, I know I counted it out the other it's day. It's early May. It's early May. He is going to go to AAA. Las Vegas. He's going to go down, see our guy Fran. We got to talk. Maybe we should talk to Fran when he gets down there. And Fran, when anybody got, you know what? It, it depends who you are. If you are a hitter, it is a dream. If you're a pitcher, it's a nightmare to go see Fran Reardon in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, didn't James Caprillion just pitch down there? He didn't. I think he gave up. Oh, uh, you don't. Runs. You don't. Even, you don't want to be a guy pitching down there. You don't. You don't even look at the numbers. The numbers. The numbers are an absolute non-factor for a pitcher. You just want to get your work in. Uh, but when you start talking about as a hitter, Ramon's going to go down there, get a couple games, and knowing Ramon Laureano the way we do, he he feels like he, you know, he's the kind of guy that doesn't even want to go on the IL. He wants to. He wants to start playing right away. So I, I think about. I think about him going down there for like God. I mean, how many games can you keep him down there before he's he's bugging you so much to come back? Not many. Uh, and we we started talking about this with uh, Amori from the uh, from our Spanish broadcast. About Amori where, where, P. Gonzalez. Yeah, where do we put? Where do we put? Uh, yes, we again we can say we we're team in place. Right what, field. Where, right field is probably the best place for him. Then we try to figure out where do you put Piscotti? Where do you put Stephen uh, Steve or Stephen Piscotti? Where do you put Seth Brown? Uh, a lot of interesting questions from Mark Hotze when Ramon Laureano's ready to come back. Well, it's better than what he's had where, yeah. you know, you're trying to figure out who's healthy, who can play, who's here. I mean, because it's been crazy. When you think about seven guys on the COVID list, we're not even sure. No one, I haven't seen it. I don't know if you've seen it, what the rules are now because the rules used to be if you tested positive – you were gone for what, at least ten days? Now, guys, Jordan Jordan Alvarez, I, I want to say for the Astros, was gone three, four days. So there obviously is something. If if you've been around somebody who's had it, I guess you go on the COVID list, and as long as you test probably twice that you don't have it, you can get back and play. But you think about seven guys have been on the COVID list. Stephen Vote now out with the knee. Kevin Smith with the uh, foot in a boot. I mean, this has just been 35 different guys Mark Kotze has had in uniform. I mean, that's just that 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 is not easy to deal with, but when when these guys start coming back and Jed Lowry's going to need his at-bats, Seth Brown's going to need to play, Sheldon Noisy is making a case for himself to play every single day. He has shown the versatility to play, you know, that if you need to work at bats, third, second, first, DH, you know, if Nick Allen has a couple more games or he's lighting it up and you're seeing his athleticism, Nick Nick Allen right now might be your best infielder. Congratulations on his first major league hit yesterday as well, double. And and first run scored. First, yeah. He did 
Nice game yesterday. Was here for that. And Nick Allen, if I had my druthers, when are we going to talk to uh, David Force next? Uh, I gotta t- I'll text him this weekend, so probably Tuesday or Wednesday when we're in San Francisco. Well, when the team's in San Francisco. I mean, Nick Allen is one of those. I'm not sure with service time and the stuff, you know, how, how that, that, that part of the business of baseball works out. I just, right now, if I felt Nick Allen is the future and he's ready, even though he just went to AAA, but you think about the experience he's had playing on the Olympic team. At some point, the legit guys, they don't need, they don't need long seasoning in AAA. That is a bogus time free agency clock thing. You know, you, you like to ask, you know, the true serum. Hey, if there was no clock for free agency, would the guy be here now? And Nick Allen to me could be what could be that guy. And 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 we've talked so much about how murky the future is. We don't know what the future is for the athletics. We just don't know. There's so many things that are up in the air right now that if you think if you think this kid's ready to go and that this kid can entertain, let's go. I, I mean, Tony Kemp, find out. You know, I've got a couple ideas what to do with Tony Kemp, but Tony Kemp is nowhere near the future for this organization. If you're telling me you think this kid can play at this level right now, let's find out. Let's have him here right now. Let's have him out at second base. And when Elvis needs a day off, you can put Nick Allen at shortstop. And then that's, you know, Noisy can be somebody you say, all right, you're going to hit. Do you, you know, Noisy's the type of guy, we got to get him on the program because I want to yeah. ask this question. Does it matter where you play if you had your druthers? Now, obviously, for Marcotte, he's going to say right now, well, uh, you know, I'll play anywhere. But if he really is, I'll play anywhere, well, as long as you know you're going to be in the lineup and that's all that matters, kind of like a Ben Zobras trite. You know, I don't care where I play. I can play third, second. I can DH, first base, outfield, wherever. As long as I'm in the lineup, that's all that matters. If Noisy can be one of those guys, that 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 does a lot for you. When it, you know, because Jed's going to come back. I got to think there's going to be a lot of Jed, a lot of Jed going to be at DH. Um, but in in the end, those are all. Really good problems to have. We're hoping Marcus Simeon is going to join us. I see him right now. He's on the field. Taking is he a taking ground ball? He's right there at second. Of course he is. He's the ultimate grinder. Marcus Simeon, you know, I've got a list in my head. I've never written down the list. Maybe I should of my favorite A's. Oh, so kind of like Vuce's, uh, Vuce's guys, good yeah. guys? So you're going to have your good guys? I'm going to have my guys. And I can tell you right now, if I ever did a list of – my favorite A's, and we're not. It has nothing to do with performance. It has everything to do with what kind of person you are, what kind of guy you are behind the scenes, how you treated people. Marcus Simeon is on that list. There's there, he's an outstanding human being. You know, there's some guys that can trick you a little bit, and they can when the camera's on, as they like to say. Can, can put this image out there. Marcus is the real deal. Marcus, for sure, 100% is the real deal. And I'm so glad he got paid. 
I'm so glad he got that big contract. If we're able to get Marcus again, which I I will predict, if Marcus comes over here, I'm going to tell him, you know what, I know you signed a long-term deal with Texas, but you will play in Oakland again. Oh, he'll be back. He'll be back. There's no – like – Jed Lowry's been back four times. There's <laughs> no question Marcus Simeon will wear an A's uniform again. But but since, you know what, he's on the field taking ground balls, let's get to Mark Kotze now then. Okay. So Mark Kotze will join us every single Friday. It's not going to be uh, – under Bo Mel, we didn't know. We knew it would be during the week, but we didn't know. Mark Kotze is is fantastic from, this, from the standpoint of, yes, he's a good interview. But number two, Mark Kotze is like Fridays. 9 a.m. <laughs> Fridays, 9 a.m. 8.30 last week. <laughs> and I'm like, perfect. I dropped my kids at school at 8.15. That works out great for me. Mark Kotze allows me to have a Friday morning. I was able to go to the gym. I actually went to the grocery store. You want a little, you want a little pro tip for the grocery store right now? I was just there yesterday, but sure. All right. Did you know, and I had this debate with my one twin, Madeline, and, and no, actually, it was with Abigail. What is the best holiday for candy? I said Easter. It's on Halloween. And then I went, she went, no, it's Halloween. And I went, well, yeah, 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 I, I didn't think about that. You got me. But then I went and checked. Halloween's not a holiday. True. Uh-ha. It's an American holiday. <laughs> Halloween is not an official holiday. Easter is the very best when it comes to candy for holidays. Pro tip for you right now, Easter candy is way off, is way on sale right now. Looks like I, 50 or 75% off, right? So I got Reese's, they're Reese's Pieces eggs. So they're basically yeah, blown they up Reese's Pieces. Delish. I went and got six bags today because it's like, what was it, buy one, get whatever off. I'm rolling up there with six bags of Reese's, plus I had to get some other stuff. Oh, yeah. Mark Kotze saying 9 a.m. allowed allowed Townie to get a little – get a workout and some errands in. But Mark Kotze will join us every Friday exclusively. This is the only place you're getting them every single week. It's right here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live. It is now time for the Mark Kotze Show, brought to you by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Check out their locations in the Bay Area or you go online to nestbedding.com. Use the coupon code Oakland for everything to get 10% off, whether it's your mattress, your pillows, your sheets, you name it. You go to nestbedding or nestbedding.com. Use the coupon code Oakland. You get 10% off your order. Cots, I think you got to wake up this morning. You're feeling pretty good. Yeah, you know, things have gone pretty well for the first 14 days. We're, uh, you know, we're back home. We've got our feet on the ground. A lot, lot going on, I'm assuming, for our players, getting in apartments, getting settled down, getting their cars, you know, <clears throat> here, and uh, and just getting life settled, really. Yeah, how nice is that? When you look at this homestand, you're finally going to have a day off. Then you got two in San Francisco, so you don't leave the Bay, uh, Bay Area. Day off, and then a whole other homestand. So what you're talking about is getting settled, and what I've noticed before games, after games, is you've got a lot of players with a lot of with a lot of young kids and a lot of babies. So this is a what do you say a really good time to be home for an extended period of time? Yeah, it really is the timing of it. You know, I think it was really, really um, good that we started on the road as a team. 
you know, we, we had 10 days together. Uh, the road clubhouses provide an intimate, uh, you know, kind of setting for you to, to get in early, to sp- spend time with your teammates. We had a couple of day games where I saw guys after going out together, going to dinner. Uh, it really built uh, our team kind of came together, built relationships. And, and now being back home for, you know, find out, I mean, Tony, I don't know if I've been home for 18 days. This, 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 this homestand's 18 days. It's, if you include the two road games in San Francisco. So some time to really get settled and, 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 you know, kind of check out and explore Oakland and, and San Francisco and the greater East Bay area. 35 players, 16 rookies. You've been juggling a lot of different people. And I love what Nick Allen said as Nick Allen, who's just come up and obviously he is the future up the middle for the A's, but he said, quote, we're all hungry. So it doesn't matter which 35, doesn't matter which 16 rookies, everybody's showing. I'm ready to go this morning. I mean, to let people know we're taping this. <laughs> it's 930. I'm like, you know, when you're winning and you're feeling good, I- I'm ready to do a show. I'm ready to get the game. I'm, Cots, we're all ready to rock. I, I, it's great to hear that everybody, we're all hungry, let alone your players. Yeah, no, it has been great. And, uh, you know, that's awesome. Nick Allen. You know, special memory for for Nick, for even for myself. Uh, Nick and I've had a good relationship. I've worked with him uh, through COVID, actually at home. He uh, he came out to San Diego, and uh, I was doing infield stuff, and and you know he'd he'd work with me with uh, with Trey, my son, and um, just a great kid, and really special moment for him yesterday. Glad to be a part of that, and not only for him, but for for all the rookies, for all the guys that are getting their opportunity and. And as you said, you know, what a great quote for a kid to come here and, 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 and say that, you know, everybody's hungry. And, and that's kind of the mindset, you know. We've got a, we've got a great group here that, that really believes in each other. Um, they're going to go out and fight every night and play with some energy. And, uh, and that's good. That's good to see their identity has come together in a, in a short time frame. Here is the biggest compliment for you so far as a manager. So, on A's Cast Live on Wednesday, we had Scott Emerson, longtime pitching coach, and we had Nick Allen on the program. So you got a guy who's been around it for a long time, and you got a kid who just got here. And they said the same thing. They said that you've made everyone feel like they're a big part of this. When you hear a longtime pitching coach and you hear a kid both echoing the same thing, the same message of how you make everybody feel, what does that mean to you? Well, that's great. You know, I think um, coming in here, um, you know, taking over for someone uh, like Bob Melvin, who, who created a culture and environment uh, for 11 years of success, of, uh, of, of relationship building. And to hear that, that it's continued and to hear that there's, you know, some, some differences to it, but yet a lot of similarities and, uh, you know, part of the process is getting everybody involved. And I think I, my challenge to that was, um, you know, utilizing some of these young players, utilizing some of the older players um, to, to really, you know, set this tone that, that it's going to take all of us. And, um, you know, I think they've, they've bought into that. Uh, obviously, um, going through what, we, what we're still in really right now with, you know, losing some guys to COVID, uh, losing some guys to injury. They've really... Um, you know, next man up mentality uh, and, and coming here and filling in and, and, you know, getting these opportunities, but, but to make sure that everyone's included in those, you know, the, the, the writings on my wall in my office kind of lead to, 
to that thought process that, that we're all a part of something bigger than us. And, uh, and that, that means something to me. You know, I look at your pitching and let, let's talk about your starters first. When you start looking at ERA leaders and you see Jeffries and you see Blackburn in there, it's like, wow. I, I mean, you haven't got a whole lot of length, but you've got some quality starts from your guys so far. Just talk about your starting pitching. Yeah, you know, it was brought to my attention that our starters actually lead the league in innings pitched, which, you know, if you we broke camp and you were to, to say that we would continue what we built on last year, and, and I know our, our starting rotation was different last year, but they also led the league in innings pitched. And most people wouldn't realize that, but um, these starters have gone out. They, they, they do a great job of preparation. You mentioned the name Scott Emerson, our pitching coach, does an unbelievable job of game planning along with Marcus Jensen. Uh, and our baseball ops team behind them. And, you know, really um, they've gone out and executed those game plans and uh, it's early. It's only 14 games in, but it's just a good sign. It's something to build off of. It's confidence building. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, we can continue down this path, keep everybody healthy and, and, uh, and just utilize the starting pitching for our success. And you've had to juggle the bullpen, especially when you start looking back at the bullpen and, uh, Lou Trevino going on the COVID list. Just what has that been like so far with your bullpen? And you've used a lot of different guys to have success. Yeah, we have, you know, in the bullpen, the bullpen identity was established early on that, that it was going to be about getting outs. There weren't roles down there. Um, there's opportunity to pitch into those roles, but really giving these guys the best chance for success. And, and I was fortunate to be able to land some of these young guys in situations early to give them that chance to, to go out and, and not necessarily, there's no easy outing in, in the big leagues by any measure, but to get into a game where, where maybe it wasn't high leverage and they got their feet on the ground and had an inning where they got through it and they got success or, you know, just giving them those spots of, or opportunities uh, with positive matchups. And, and so far that's worked out. It's, it's really shown itself to, to the confidence building that's, that's gone, that's taken place down there. You see a guy like Danny Jimenez, who not only got his first win, but his first save in the big leagues last week, uh, really, really enjoying and, uh, uh, you know, fulfilling a role that, that we uh, as a club really needed. You know, over the years, people kept telling me the only thing that matters is launch angle and hitting home runs and walking at the plate. And that's all that matters in baseball. And then I'm seeing this guy, Sheldon Noisy, who we always thought could hit, uh, he's hitting 368. He's got 10 hits the opposite way. Are we still allowed to hit the ball the opposite way in baseball? Is is that still okay? Well, that tells me you're really paying attention, Tony. So, um, you know, it is okay. It is, and and you know, some of our success early on has been has been that mindset and that approach. You know, don't get me wrong, homers and slug win, but in you know, for our club, I. I talked about it a little bit in spring training that we have to establish our identity offensively. And, uh, and we may not be able to slug with the best teams, but if we continue to take this approach uh, and, and have success, especially with hitting with runners in scoring position, uh, utilizing the other side of the diamond, uh, you know, I think in the long run, we'll, uh, we'll be okay. You know, some people talked about the trades and how all the talent is out of the building. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You got a guy behind the dish who's entering the start of his prime. Sean Murphy won a gold glove last year. 
Last nine games, he's crushing it. He's hitting 364, hitting with power, extra base hits. The way he is behind the plate, how smart he is, the way he throws, the way he handles the pitching staff, you've got a really good one. Talk about your catcher and how special he is. Yeah, you know, Sean's maturation process here in Oakland has been been awesome to watch. I got this, you know, being a quality control coach uh, through the time when he entered the big leagues and now managing him. Um, he's a special kid. He really, really, truly loves the game of baseball. He loves what he does. He loves the preparation part. Uh, spends a lot of time with Scott Emerson and Marcus Jensen game planning, uh, you know, and, and I think he's coming into his own right now offensively. It's a difficult league to hit in town, and you know that, and uh, it takes some time. Um, you know, we've got another another kid in center field that, that we see some of these flashes of, of offense, and uh, and yet we see him as a defensive standout out in center field and Pache. So, you know, we've got two kids in the middle that can really uh, that can really make a bright future for this club, and, and obviously Sean's ahead of Posh, but uh, fun to watch the middle of the diamond right now. Yeah, the Pache flex. When he does that whole flex thing, we're all loving it. And I and I said yesterday in the postgame show, this guy's a stallion. You just got to let him run. Let him have fun. Let him play. They have, there's going to be some mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. We're all human. But just let him go. The talent is unbelievable. He's just 23 years old. Let the stallion run, right? I mean, how, how, how else do you talk about letting your center fielder just be him? Yeah, you know, and, and we've talked to him. I've talked to him specifically early on when we broke camp, just in terms of being patient with him offensively, um, that the offense will come. It's very challenging at 23, uh, especially, you know, having had a little bit of success uh, in Atlanta and then, you know, coming here uh, with these high expectations because he was traded for, for you know, obviously a, a, a perennial uh you know, superstar in, in Matt Olson, but he doesn't have to fulfill that. And he just has to be Pache and he goes out every day, plays with energy, energy and passion. You can see the way he takes the field and the excitement that he creates on our team. And really, you know, the, the, the main thing I've tried to focus with him is to let him be himself and go out and have fun, play the game the way you want to play it and empower that person, you know? And I think it's, it's as of right now in a short window, he's, he's definitely, um, you know, taking to that message. And the fans are loving him. He said on Twitter, I don't care if there's only one fan here. I will play as hard as I possibly can for that one fan. So the fan base is loving him already. Let's end on this. Just an overall baseball question. We've seen home runs are way down. And I don't know why. We talked about every ballpark has a humidor now. Uh, there's probably a lot of different reasons. Weather, who knows. But why do you think? Have you noticed anything whatsoever? Why why we could see uh, home runs down all across baseball and batting averages way down? Well, you know, I think you know if I really dive into it and, and think into my career and the years I played, I, I do feel like pitchers always start out ahead of hitters, and it takes time for hitters to really get their timing and and to get you know get their uh, feet on the ground. So. I would say that, you know, this trend may may not continue forward, that hitters may, you know, as the months uh, lead lead on, that they may get um, their fair share of homers and slug out of, out of this season. So, and it is colder. I mean, yesterday we had a ball hit 
that normally leaves in a day game. You know, Elvis Andrews hit a ball 105, and it was caught at the wall. So there may be some ballpark factors in terms of, you know, weather and, and wind. But um, overall, I think the pitchers are ahead of the hitters right now, and, it, and it'll probably flip at some point. Great stuff this week. Uh, continued success, and we'll talk to you next Friday. All right, Tommy. Thanks for having me, buddy. The Mark Kotze Show brought to you by Nest Bedding. You go to Nest Bedding, any of their locations in the Bay Area, or you go to nestbedding.com for your bedding, for your sheets, for your pillows. You use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. That's nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. Love where you sleep. You love the selection. Big fans of the green and gold as their owner, Joe Alexander, by the way, uh, has taken care of Ricky Henderson. It's the mattress Ricky Henderson sleeps on. It's part of the script I read for uh, for the for the spot. There you go. All right, you ready for a little buying or selling before we uh, get out of here on a Friday? This will be our last show of the week. Of course, I'll be around all weekend long for A's Total Access and the A's Clubhouse show. We got a Monday day off. Then we'll be back here, Ace Cast Live. Tuesday and Wednesday from the remote A's location, my house, uh, for Giants A's, Bay Bridge Series, a two-gamer, day off on Thursday, and then back at it, three against the Cleveland, what, what are they called now? The Guardians, who are very good. They've, their pitching's been very, very good. Um, I'm excited for that series. We get to see Barry his own, Stephen Kwan, and let's start buying or selling. I'll start with Stephen Kwan. Wait a minute. Did you say their pitching's been good? Polisak and Bieber have been great. Uh, their offense has been good. They're averaging 5.7 runs per game. They lead the American League in a bunch of stats you don't care about. Uh, after the last few years, they've been one of the worst offensive teams. It's good to see. Uh, Terry Frank. You know, Terry Francona's had one losing season. Take a guess what Cleveland leads the American League in. Batting average. And? Uh, on base. No. Slugging. Slugging. And? Uh, run score, uh, home runs. Average with runners in scoring position. That's right. They, we, we now drop below them. Do, do, do I have to say Cleveland leads the majors with 5.7 runs per game because they have the best batting average and average with runners in scoring position. Eli Morgan. Who's pitching Eli Morgan versus who? Jamison Tyone tonight? It's not because of the pitching. It's because they're hitting and hitting with runners in scoring position. Well, I mean. Things you don't care about. Jose Ramirez is having a great start to the year. 16 straight he's hit in? Yeah, he's he's a really good – he's a special player that a lot of people don't – I mean, casual baseball fans probably don't know much about him, but diehards like us, I mean, he's one of the best players in baseball. Uh, he might be the best third baseman in baseball, and I'm not – that's not a stretch. Um. Do runs? I just want to check before we get on our fr- uh, out of here on a Friday. Do runs in a baseball game still matter? Last time I checked, you have to score more than the other team to win. Just wanted to check, Captain Obvious. All right, let's go. It's time for buying or selling. Sell, sell. Right now with Chris Townsend on A's Cast Live. By the way, the uh, heaters are going out to the uh, bullpen. Gonna be a little chilly tonight at the old. Oakland Coliseum. Well, I said we'd start with Stephen Kwan, and I'm not lying. Guardians rookie and Bay Area kid Stephen Kwan is off to a great start. He's hitting 382 and 34 bats this year. He's walked nine times, which is impressive. He's only struck out three times, and at one point this year, he's seen he saw 115 pitches 
and didn't swing and miss. That's the most consecutive game pitch has seen without a swing and a miss since 2000. In 291 at-bats in the minors, he struck out 31 times. That's impressive. How Terry, many? In 291 at-bats in AAA, or in the minors in 2021, he struck out 31 times. He's the new Tony, Tony Gwynn right. Wade Boggs. So Terry Francona called him, when asked for a comp, called him Ichiro's little brother. Buying or selling, wow. Steven Kwan is the next Ichiro Suzuki. Uh, Ichiro's not even the best Suzuki I've ever seen. Oh, uh, here we go to Seiya. Seiya Suzuki with the Chicago Cubs, baby. The signing of the uh, winner. Um, hey, if you're getting compared to maybe, I mean, Ichiro's one of the greatest hitters who has ever walked the planet. I mean, if you ever get compared to an Ichiro, I, I mentioned Boggs, Gwynn, Pete Rose, you ever get compared to any of those guys, I mean, that's saying something. And the fact that all of a sudden it's kind of getting chic again to hit for average when no one else is hitting for average and you are, that really stands out. Yeah, he's. Uh, it's like what Brian Kenny said on MLB Now the other day. When, a league, when the league's hitting 230 and Brian Reynolds at the Pirates hitting 320, it's going to stand out. BK BK's having to uh, swallow a little bit lately on this whole batting average yeah. on MLB now. And you know I watch every one. I've never seen him backpedal like this before. I'm not saying it's like a Deion Sanders backpedal, but it is a backpedal. Maybe a little more Michael Jackson than Deion Sanders. Okay, so Miguel Cabrera is looking to become – the 33rd player to join the 3,000 hit club. He only needs one hit. But something interesting happened yesterday in the Yankees game that I, the Tigers fans are unhappy about. In the eighth inning, Aaron Boone intentionally walked Miguel Cabrera because, wait for it, the Yankees have a game to win. So he walked him strategy, and it didn't pay off. Uh, and lefty on lefty matchup, Austin Meadows delivered a, a nice bloop hit that scored two runs. The Yankees lost 3-0. So Miguel Cabrera is looking to become the seventh member of the 3,500 home run club. Can you name the other six? We've already gone over this today. Yeah, but the, our, our listeners have, don't know. All right, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Albert Pujols, Alex Rodriguez, Rafael Palmero. Who am I missing? Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray. That's one of the one, early ones I got. Yeah, that, yeah. So – Here's what Aaron Boone said after the game. He called it a baseball call for me, but acknowledged it was a little more gut-wrenching than usual. Buying or selling the Yankees walking Miguel Cabrera intentionally. Now I want I want I want some clarification here. As you're asking the question, are you asking Chris Townsend, the talk show host media guy? Or are you asking Chris Townsend, the father who took his kid there and spent a bunch of money there at Comerica? To experience Miguel Cabrera, my kid's favorite player, getting his 3,000th hit. Which guy am I? You're Chris Townsend, the father who Miguel Cabrera and the Tigers are it's playing. Horse bleep. They're it's horse bleep. It's absolute bull. It's whole. Are you kidding me? This is the entertainment business. This is what we're all about. You've got all these fans that came here to see history. I can't show up tomorrow. I showed up today. And if he goes over, he goes over. But the fact that you didn't pitch to him when I spent all this money, took my kid, it was a day game, right? Took my yeah. kid out of school. I did all of this. I battled I battled traffic. I paid for parking. 
My, my kid, all he wants is cotton candy and merchandise, and I did all that, and you can't keep him in there for history? It's horse bleed. Yeah, uh, good news, Detroit's playing at home this weekend as well. So maybe. But who says I can make that? Yeah. Miguel Cabrera also looking to be only the third and member of the, that, that, that club, the 3,500 to have a 300 batting average. Oh, by the way, and I'd rather see him do it against the Yankees than the Colorado Rockies. Is that who they're playing this weekend? I haven't looked. I believe so, right, in the Rockies? Uh, well, do you want to see Miguel Cabrera, your favorite player, get 3,000 hits versus the Yankees or the Colorado Rockies? Let's see. Who are the – let's see. Detroit is playing – uh, oh. Now once again, oh, postponed against Colorado. Oh, now it's even postponed. So now, now the talk show media guy says total right move. I would have done the same thing. Aaron Boone, you're doing your job. Your job is not to create or help history, for God's sake. So Aaron Boone, you did what you need to do. Every game matters. 2012 A's Rangers taught us that every single game matters. So as a baseball person, I don't get. If I'm a New York Yankee, why the hell do I give a crap if he's going for 3,000 hits? That's a, let, let him get 3,000 hits against somebody else. But if I'm the dad in Detroit yeah, who spent smart. all this money. That's why money, I asked you that way, not as the talk show guy. Uh, uh, oh, oh, by the way, and then you said, oh, he's still at home. No, he's not. They missed the weather bad. What if, if the weather's bad all weekend and now he goes on the road and gets it? Oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. Because I think he got number 500, his 500th home run on the road. I want to say Toronto, don't don't uh, I, I don't quote me on that, I, but it was on the road. I'll, I'll believe you on that. Uh, by the way, Stephen Kwan already won for two tonight, hitting 389 now against the vaunted Yankees. Little Ichiro. Little, Ichiro's little brother is uh, Tito Francona. All right, last one. Oh, by the way, happy uh, birthday, Tito. Tito's 63 today, I believe. One losing season in his entire in his career while, as the manager of the Indians, or Guardians, and that was a uh, last year of all when he wasn't even there for well, half the year. It, well, you know, hey, they, they don't they don't eat fried chicken and play video games in Cleveland the way they do in Boston. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and when's my Yankee letter coming out showing what cheaters they are in the cover up by Major League Baseball? Hopefully next week. All right, last one. Francisco Lindor is one of the players who signed a three hundred million dollar deal, and Ooh. well, he didn't produce at first, but this season he is. Lindor is currently hitting. This coming into today, you Mets are playing right now, I believe. Currently hitting 308 with four homers, 10 RBI, and three steals. He has a 1,035 OPS. Lindor is 28 years old and has played in every single Mets game this year. Buying or selling, Francisco Lindor is back. I'm buying. His swing looks great. He looks good overall. Now, I'm not watching every Mets game as much as we love the Mets, the Metropolitans. Uh, I still think the contract will be horrific, but... The there you go. Meet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kiddies. Bring your wife. Well, don't bring them if Miguel Cabrera's <laughs> trying for 3,000 hits. Because that's not going to happen. Let me ask you a question. Did I buy tickets from a scalper, too? Because you know the tickets cost more than face yeah. value to, for the Yankees and Miguel Cabrera's 3,000 hits. Yeah, you're probably paying a pretty penny to see him playing against Colorado this I'll weekend. I'll never be able to look Aaron Boone in the eye again if I was a father who took my kid to see this game, to see his favorite player make history. All right, well, no, no, it's okay. He's going to be at home against the Colorado Rockies. As much as Chris Bryant went there because he wants to win and he likes the school districts. Uh, but, no, Aaron Boone in the end made the right move. I mean, come on. 
I agree. And by the way, Miguel Cabrera came off the field. I was watching the highlight. He was like telling the fans to pipe down when they were booing because they were up three nothing. Yeah, the Detroit uh, off to a slow start, but uh, we'll see. They have good young pitching, but yeah. I want to see Cabrera get but it. But if I'm that dad who bought that ticket from a scalper and it was overpriced and parking was overpriced and my kid my kid goes home crying because Miggy didn't get number 3,000, I'm not thrilled. Uh, Hembo said it best on Buster Only's podcast uh, earlier today. Um, it's a shame that we're not giving this more run with Miguel Cabrera um, in, this, in the ch- pursuit for 3,000 hits like Steph Curry got with uh, the three-point record this year. I mean, it's not like this happens all the time. Cabrera might be the next – like, who's going to be the next guy to get 3,000 hits? We don't know. Oh, there'll be more guys. Yeah, but, like, like I think the list they showed was, like, Mike Trout and who, like, the next closest guys are, and it's like, eh. Are you going to try and honestly tell me that as, as much as I am a baseball guy, you're going to tell me Miguel Cabrera is exciting as Steph Curry? Steph Curry is one of the most that's exciting the, that's athletes the thing. we have. We Steph have. is still exciting. Steph is still exciting to watch. Miguel Cabrera is in the Steph is amazing. the twilight of his career. Steph's the greatest shooter we've ever seen in NBA history. Oh, look, listen to Warriors Homer here. Uh, last time the Warriors won a championship, who hosted the parade and the pre and post game shows? Um, wasn't that Bob Fitzgerald? Uh, that would be me. <laughs> that would be me. Warriors haven't won since I left the beat. Let's not forget that. I led the Warriors to their last championship. All right, well, that's all we got today. I mean, M- Miggy's great, but he's no Steph Curry. Are you kidding me? Sarah, I mean, you tell me. Who's more exciting? Who, you- who would you spend? You got $1,000 you got to spend. You want to spend it a game on watching Miguel Cabrera or a game watching Steph Curry? Steph Curry. And we're not basketball guys. Uh, I mean, well, I, I, I was when I covered the Warriors. I mean, I watched. I'm I a, pretended. Go Sixers up 3-0 against the Raptors. Joel Embiid should be the MVP. Uh, Steve left it, yes. Look at that. Look at you. I was wondering, I was like, who? Covering up for these MLB guys. Think they can just do whatever they want. I was wondering whose really detailed rundown that was. All right, well, we're out of time. Ears. Yeah, we're out of time. When am I back on? 13 minutes from now. 13 minutes from now, I will be back with A's Total Access. We want to thank Stephen Nelson, who we just gave his notes back. We should have solved the note said. It was a TV rundown. I know, but come in something. The great know. Eric Nadell, the Hall, Hall of, of Famer, Famer, Ford C. Frick Award winner, and the Mark Kotze Show. Mark Kotze from 9 a.m. this morning. Love it. Kotze likes to get up early. Let's see. I was ready. To, I was fired up after talking to Kotze today. I could have started the show this morning. I had coffee. I was ready to rock. Yeah, I was too. I was. I've been up since seven, so I was good. All right, we'll be back in about twelve minutes. What do we have? It's uh, a good question. I, I don't remember what I said. We have something. <laughs> It'll be good, and I'll be back at five forty. Thank you for listening to A's Cast Live. We'll be back on Tuesday. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.